Thought Bubble Audio. Start recording, because okay. why not? Man. 300. 300. Three Admiral Hondos? <laughs> <laughs> Three Admiral Hondos? Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't pull a maneuver like that again. No. <laughs> Too many ships. Too many <laughs> ships. <laughs> Can't do that. All right. Look, up in the sky. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, for the 300th time, is my friend. He's probably your friend, too, and if not, maybe you feel like friends because of the internet. Frank, how are you today? (laughs) 300 times. 300 times we've talked to one another. Holy on, crap. On record. On record. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone oh, everything else. How are you, my friend, for this 300th time? Oh, I'm doing quite well, Frank. I'm doing I'm doing quite well. It's been three. I just, it's 300. <laughs> That's insane. 300. <laughs> three zero zero. That's, we've consistently talked to one another on a microphone for just a I would say if you sparse it, like sometimes we record ahead of time sure. or whatever. I would say what forty eight weeks out of maybe forty five weeks out of the fifty two a year. I, I yeah yeah I would say for close to forty eight for yeah. three hundred episodes. Yeah, for over five years. Wow, we have we have spoken. We've had a conversation mm-hmm. basically every single week. Yep, for for five plus years. So 300 is kind of a milestone. Hell yeah. But is but what's the next milestone? Is it just 500? Do we yeah, skip I the know. 400s completely? I, mean, I think they're all worth celebrating. You know, 250 yeah. was worth celebrating and and uh and should it be 450 and then 500? Should we go like 100, 150, uh, 250, 300? I feel like the next big one is like sort of like 350 is like mentionable mm. 400 maybe is like sort of a celebration sure mm-hmm. 450 is mentionable but 500 is the next real big one yeah you know really even 300 is sort of like wow cool but it's like on the way to i think about things. i think about our future children and that they will have <laughs> okay i think that, heavy. yeah <laughs> i think that they'll they'll have 300 episodes even if we said this is the end of beer with geeks they'll have 300 episodes in which to it's true in which to like listen to their parents be idiots Uh, yeah and boy are we yeah we sure are (laughs) well we we did uh we did celebrate today though we sure did yes we we i think we did i think we did a, a pretty good job of uh we took ourselves out uh and we uh, we went to a brewery. We went sure to did. a brewery and and decided, you know what? We're not just going to sit at home and drink beer. We're going to go to the source. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 
and and do that. So so we had ourselves a nice uh, afternoon at Revival Brewing in Cranston, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and uh, we we sampled a bunch a we bunch did. of their beers. We did. Uh, well, we had we split a flight, so that split was four, flight. and then we each had so we had five. We had five beers yeah, between, each, yeah. each six in total. I right. guess technically five each, six in total yep. if you count the flight. So, uh, do you want to talk about the ones that you ordered, and then I'll talk about the ones that I ordered? Yeah, um, I tried the uh, the waffle, which was a uh, a Belgian uh, Belgian style triple mm-hmm. which was fantastic uh i loved that beer um i would definitely try that again because uh, that was that was really really good um then uh, we did the uh we did a uh stout um what was it a, 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 a like a, a cocoa stout it's the elder well, i guess we can just talk about all of them in general we did yeah. the elder dweller chocolate stout that's right which was excellent fun fact this is this is my so the elder dweller is named after the elder gods of like uh, of H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, because H.P. Gotcha. Lovecraft is from Providence. Oh, right, which right, is the, right. Which is the city that borders Cranston. That's right. So okay. even though he was a terribly racist and anti-Semitic son of a gun, yeah, yeah, he's still ours. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. still claim him for your own. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, so so it's named after him, and it was. I think it was actually one of the best ones that we had I, today. I, I agree, that was very very good. Mm-hmm. I, I also like the What Cheer Pilsner. Oh yeah, that one was really good. That was really good. Yeah. Um, th- which one did you mention? Did you mention um the the Rocky Point? No, the Rocky Point Red Ale. No, I I liked this one. It had a bit of caramel. It was kind of almost. I guess it it felt a little carbonated, mm-hmm. like and it actually had like a kick to it. It was mm-hmm. almost like slightly, it had like a spice to it, um, yes. which I I really enjoyed. You don't always get that with a, you don't always get that with a red ale, right? But I right. I, I enjoyed it. It was very good. We had the blood orange bushido ale. Yeah, that one was that one was good. I didn't love it though. Yeah, it was, it was a, little, a little funky. It was funky, but I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, I, I maybe wouldn't get a full pour of it, but I but I liked it enough. Yeah, I enjoy the um, the art and the name more than anything. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, they have very cool. Uh, we were talking about it. They have a very cool design aesthetic um, that I'm really into. So mm-hmm. yeah, all their stuff was, and then they had like a double double barreled uh, uh, bourbon uh, uh, bourbon barrel aged. Uh, uh, IPA, yep, double IPA. That uh, that one was really interesting because it was kind of, it had kind of uh, a wine uh, uh, yes. aspect to it. Um, it it was sort of like it almost like fermented. Um, so that was I, that one was probably the funkiest one. That one was only available at the brewery mm-hmm. um, and only on draft. Um, I liked it. I, I, again, I'm not sure I would order it again, but I I did enjoy it. A lot as uh, as a sample, um, so yeah, we we tried a lot of great beers today. We've had we've had a lot of great beers um, over the years, mm-hmm. but I think this was a good way to celebrate 300. Yeah, um, was by sampling a bunch and uh, and enjoying some good some good conversation. Yeah, now I think so. I I think I think so too. But I think this particular episode we need to talk about something very. We need to do something very special we've never done before, and that is sing. Bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> From 300 From all the way 300 down. 300 all the way down. 
300 <laughs> bottles of beer. Wally, 300 bottles of beer. You take one down, you pass it around. 300 bottles of beer on the wall. That was what back to 300. You just don't leave. It just never ends. Just, oh, God. This is the beer that doesn't end. So, Frank, uh, for, we 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 do a lot of our themed connections, don't we? We sure do. We sure do. So, so this episode, we thought for episode three hundred, we should chat about the film three hundred. Yep, directed by Zack Snyder, um, based on a true story. <laughs> sort of, it yeah. Is, I mean, yeah. it's based on a true story <laughs> of the Battle of Thermopylae. Uh, in which King Leonidas of the Spartans battled against King Xerxes, his army from Persia, yes. um, at the Hot Gates. Yes. Um, hot Gates? Hell's Gates? Uh, no, I think it was Hot Gates. Hot Gates, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. At, yes. Uh, hot Gates, which is, I guess, what Thermopylae uh, translates to. Oh. didn't realize, but Wikipedia told me that while I was watching the movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, you're coming with some fun facts. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only one I get. Oh, okay. I'm not like Palmer here. I'm not like, ah, you know what else? Xerxes was actually all CG. Oh, yeah, yeah. he wasn't. Actually, I have a fun fact about oh, Xerxes. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have more he fun facts than I do already. Yeah. <laughs> Xerxes was played by the guy that Laura Linney has a crush on in Love Actually. <gasps> You're kidding <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. Carl? Yeah, Carl. Yeah, can I, Carl? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's Carl. Yeah, it's Carl. <laughs> Oh man, good for Carl. Yeah, still looks gr- well. Still looks great. Twelve years ago, actually, he still looks ago. great because he was on Westworld, and oh, okay. he still actually does look great. Oh, good yeah. for him. All right, Santiago. I can't remember his actor's name, but um, yeah, I, I, I was looking at something else, and he popped up, and I was like, "Oh, who are you?" He's like King Xerxes. I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what?" That's yeah, but now fantastic. that I, but now that I know it, like when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Oh yeah, there he is. Right, it is him." Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, wow. Between, between the makeup and the deep voice and the bald head and the dilated pupils and like all that, like I didn't know. I just never knew. I wouldn't have known. Good for him, man. Yeah, that is my that's my fun fact. There are a lot of people in this movie that all of a sudden you'd be like, "Hey, it's you! It's, yeah. it's Michael Fassbender!" Yes, I know Fassbender. <laughs> yeah. So, so I haven't seen this movie since I saw it one time in theaters oh, in 2007. Really? Oh my gosh! So at the time, I didn't know who Michael Fassbender was. None, many I didn't, didn't. You know, yeah. like I mean, I knew who Gerard Butler was, but mm-hmm. I didn't know who Lena Headey was. Yep. Um, okay. At the time, that was was that pre um, just just was, before Terminator. It was at least before before I started watching it. Yeah, I don't think Terminator started for another year or two after that. So, okay. Um, so yeah, like it was before mm-hmm. I knew who she was. Like there were you know quite a few. Um, man, Carl, that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Carl, Carl, wow. My my other fun fact about Xerxes, if you if you'll, I right, please if you'll um, if you'll grant me. So, do you know the story of uh, Queen Esther from the Bible? Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Xerxes is her husband. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, I connected that way later at some what? other point. I looked it up. You can even look. Yeah, because he had quite a few wives. Okay. Um, but um, but he like when he continues to roll through the world because Persia conquered much of the world. Yeah. Um, a long time ago. Um, the story of Esther is intertwined with King Xerxes. Huh. Wow, I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was a biblical connection there. That yep. is fascinating. Sometimes you forget, like, all these things happen around the same... Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is 480 BC. Again, I just Googled this a few days ago, so okay. I think that's why it's in my head. Um, so, okay, so like that's, I guess, when the book of Esther takes takes place. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Fascinating. I know. The it's more my... you know. I know. The more you know. Um, 
I yeah. So I I when do you, you had you seen this movie since it was in theater or did you see it in theaters? I yes, I saw it in theaters. I went to a high school and our mascot was the Spartans. Oh, and so right. I mean, I was already in college by the time this movie came out. But sure, but you had a connection. But there was like ooh Spartans, and I remember it being a big thing even as alumni. Yep. Later, and then there was like that little small subset of people that were like the Spartans were actually not great people. Maybe you shouldn't have them as a mascot. <laughs> well, of course, like of get, course, get out of here. <laughs> like jeez. This is not about being factually correct. Come yeah, on. Come on. And and Panthers also don't yeah, play basketball. Shut up. Like, like right. get out of here. Come on. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, yeah, I remember seeing it in theaters and loving it. Like, it was just, it was just not like anything else that was out there. Same, yeah. 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 It was like a phenomenon that, that it was. summer. It was a big it was a big movie, and it was a big like cultural touch point. Well, the story's simple, yes. and it's very pretty. Yeah, very pretty. I had forgotten just how stylized it is, mm-hmm. and like this is—I mean, this is like Zack Snyder. Like, I think this is my maybe my favorite Zack Snyder movie. I, it may be one of his best. I think it plays to all of his strengths. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like it's not—it's not too complicated, and it—if you want to dive into something deeper, you can. Yeah. Um, and and it's based off of it's based off of, of a it's a it's an adaptation of a graphic novel into which he it's it's basically shot for shot mm-hmm. you know and that it, that is kind of his bread that is kind of his bread and butter he's really yeah. he's really good at that yes he is he is and and I, I I feel like watching it I was you know I I we so often talk about we'll talk about the DC films that he did and I obviously have my opinions on those but I I am a Zack Snyder fan. Yeah, like, I like Zack Snyder's filmmaking, mm-hmm. and watching watching this again was was really especially because the last time I watched it, I was an eighteen year old kid. Yep. So watching it now in my thirties was was really really cool, and getting to appreciate it, really being able to appreciate it, mm. like as an adult for the first time, um, was really really cool. I remember the the first time I saw it, um, I was with a I had just turned eighteen, but a couple of friends of mine were, you know, it was it was rated R. It was, it was uh, like a a bunch of us like organized like a, oh let's all go to the mall and see it together. Sure. And one kid, I I guess when you're like seventeen, eighteen, especially when you're seventeen, I guess you're not used to like always carrying your driver's license around with you all the time because it's like a new thing still. That might be a New York problem. Maybe. Yeah. This kid didn't have his driver's license. Back. Okay. Solid. So he ha- like and he was he this did- kid you? No. Oh, okay. Just he, and he did not look seventeen. He oh. looked like fourteen. Oh. So his mom had to come to the theater and bring oh, his license no. so he could come into the movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. I know. It was so embarrassing. One of our friends, like, stayed outside with him, like, because the movie was starting. Mm. So one of our friends, like, waited outside with him for his mom to, to oh. let him in. Because, like, of, uh, on top of everything, like, the manager was working the, the turnstile oh, that so, day. Yeah, so, so they, they, were, they like, weren't cracking gonna, down. Yeah, they weren't going to. Yeah, probably because, because it was it, really popular. Exactly. And they're exactly. like all these like twelve year olds can't go see this movie because yep. there are things in here that a twelve year old shouldn't should see. Should not see. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's my memory of, <laughs> of like seeing three hundred. That's great. I remember being like blown away though. Like I had n- never seen anything like it before. Yep. You know? Do you think it holds? Do you think that style holds up? I kinda do. Yeah. I, I think a lot I think in a lot a lot of ways it does. Mm-hmm. I-, I think it's carried through like in much of his filmmaking. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, like that's very emblematic. You could show this and be like, 
this is how his movies are. And it would be a good sort of slice of his career of like, this is what Zack Snyder's yep. filmmaking is, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a really good example to hold up. Yep. Great contrasts, excellent composition, a lot of slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, green screen. Great green screen in this movie, though. Like, I was, I was watching... I was watching. I was on my way back from Florida, and I was watching on my iPad. Uh, and my wife was like, "She." I was like, "Do you want to watch?" She was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I somebody came on screen. Oh, it was Lena Headley. I was like, "Oh, that's Cersei." Yeah. And she was like, "Give me the head. Give me the head." <laughs> and so, and she's like, "Who's that?" I was like, "That's." She's like, "That's Rod Butler." And now I'm like, now she's like invested. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's also, but then she's like not invested because this is stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, hush. <laughs> but um, but she's like, she's like, everything's filtered. Yes. Like everything's got a sepia tone or a this tone. And I'm like, yeah. That's the style. That's the style. That's the style. But she was like, where was this filmed? And I was like, a green screen. Yeah. And she's like, okay, that's that's impressive Mm -hmm. because it it still looks good. It still looks good. Mm -hmm. It still does look quite good. Um, Yeah, it's it's very visually striking. And yes, it is like panel for panel. Like, like, it's extremely, extremely highly stylized. Yeah. and it's a it's a it's a look that I really really like. Mm-hmm. I really and it, it's so perfectly suited to this story and this like time period. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it's a beautiful. Feels a bit like a Renaissance painting. Yeah, every shot is like a paint. Every frame is like a painting. Yeah, and and yeah, they are. They are. A lot, it is like a series of it's Renaissance like a, it's paintings. A, it's a bunch of oil paintings all kind of strung together. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really cool. Uh, I was lost my. I lost what I was going to say next, so carry on. Cool. Uh, I did have that thought while we were while I was watching it that yeah, it is it is like especially the slow motion sequences, which there are plenty of. Mm-hmm. It does feel like like you're watching like a motion comic almost, like a like a slow oh, sure. moving mm-hmm. frame of like an oil painting. Yep. Um, and the the way that everything is, you know, the poses that he chooses for those like slow motion scenes, like it is very much. Meant to be watched that way. In a in a in a in a in a way, it's almost like watching a an updated biblical epic. Like it is of that like Ben Hur Ten Commandments style. Yeah. And and but I feel like if they had the technology to do the Ten Commandments like this, like Cecil B. DeMille would have done this. He would have done this. Like he could. this is like this is like this was this is the same type of movie. I agree. Like it's slightly dumb. The nobody <laughs> talks like this, but sure, it does look pretty. It's over the top, but like it's meant oh, to be. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually thinking that with the "This Is Sparta" kick. Yeah, and I was like, that actually doesn't feel like the proper. The kick is fine, but the screaming doesn't feel like the right response to the way this conversation <laughs> was going. Especially because I remember it being a lot fast. That conversation being a lot faster paced. Mm. Like he says, "This is whatever. This is madness." I remember "This Is Sparta" coming. As the very next line, then he kicks him. Oh yeah! Oh, you forgot the little head nod from I Lena. Forgot. Hattie, she was like, I completely forgot that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "You know, be great right now." Yeah, um, a whole kick. I, I, I totally, I totally forgot that. So I was like, "Oh, this is a weird pause while he decides to like thirty seconds of like I'm like just kick him. Just kick. I know it's coming. I remember it's coming. Kick him. Ah, there it is. Yeah. So it is. Well, yeah, it is a, like a weird, a weird response. Maybe, a, maybe that was. Maybe that's what I was feeling too because I knew the kick was coming. You know, which is great. I love it. It's yeah, it's so great that. Um. Oh man, what is it? It's that that line, and then there is. Oh, oh. Uh. Well, it comes later. But the you will not enjoy this. Uh. Mm. Are the two lines that I remember most vividly from this movie. I remember that one, and I remember Fassbender actually, yeah. who was in this movie more than I thought. More than, yeah. than him being in, but um, 
where the god one of the messengers says like our arrows will blot out the sun he's like then we will fight in the shade i didn't remember that one but yeah, it's a good it is line. a good line very very good line i very much enjoy leonidas eating his apple as like they're just cleaning up all the the soldiers and he's like yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you see <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm great <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i had forgotten i had forgotten all about the framing uh device uh, of the the, the narration. Mm-hmm. Well, so here's the great bit about this. So this is why I really like this movie. Can if I can steal your please, narration from please, you? Please, so please. I did a project. I did a project on this uh, movie in college um, for my postmodern fiction class because po- this is going to get we're going to get educational here. Let's do it. Love it. Love Post- when you get educational. Postmodern fiction is when the text is generally self-referential on itself, like. It can take various forms, like a story within a story or a story. Like Deadpool is postmodern fiction. Mm-hmm. Deadpool knows mm-hmm. he's in a story. Yes, yes, And so yes. he therefore acts like he's in one. Uh, the Princess Bride is postmodern fiction because Grandpa is relaying the story of the Princess Bride to his grandson. Things like that. Yep. So 300 is that story. It's a story within a story mm-hmm. because it is the narration of... Um, not David Thewis. Oh shoot! What's that actor's name? I don't name? remember David his Wenham. name. David okay. Wenham. Sure, he's in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, he plays Faramir, Sean Bean's brother in Lord of the Rings. I know him from something else, and I can't remember what he was it. on Iron Fist. If you watched Iron Fist, I didn't Fist. watch Iron Fist. Um, I'll, I'll use my lookup for okay. that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so David Wenham is there, and he is relaying the story of the Three Hundred as like this pump up battle seek like story to like okay we're gonna go fight against persia so let me tell you the story of leonidas as like a way to boost you up so everything we watch in the film is through the lens of of that character yes through david wenham so like when he's like and then there were great monsters and there were this so like the rhino was massive the elephants are massive and there's spikes and the immortals and the giants and the this and it's all like that's not what it was actually like but it's what he is relaying to them to get them jazzed yeah. to fight in the battle. And I really like that because mm-hmm. it gives it gave Snyder or it gives Frank Miller in the original novel like creative license mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to to like make some really cool stuff, even though it didn't look like that, which is why you could like why the Spartans don't even wear armor into battle. Right. Like they're just so awesome. They're like, we just need helmets and jock straps. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. We're fine. We yeah. don't need anything else. We're, We're that good. good. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, because it's all told as, I mean, he's like, he's like, like Homer telling the story around the campfire. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. But he's doing it to, he's doing it to pump them up. He's doing it to pump them like, up. Like, don't, you know, let's, let's. So, let's, he, yeah. So he sprinkles some fairy dust on Right. It. He right. elaborates. He, he, he elaborates mm-hmm. and he exaggerates. Mm-hmm. But what I, I didn't remember is that, like, you see him, you see him telling the story at the beginning of the movie. That's right. right? The opening sequence with Leonidas and mm-hmm. his origin and all of that. And then you see that he's been telling the story. And then you see him again at the end uh, and realize that the whole thing was, you know, he, he was telling these guys this campfire story. Right, because he leaves before the last battle. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, let, don't let their sacrifice be in vain. Here's what they did for us. Now let's go back into battle and... That's right. ...and, and end this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love that that mechanism i love that as like a um yeah i i i, I love the, the use of that yeah me too um, i'm struggling to think of other things where i've seen that used to great effect but i i really do enjoy that a lot 
story within a story. Yeah, and and done done that way where it's almost a surprise at the end that, that that's what you've done. Oh, sure. It yes. hasn't just been a narrator. It's been like it, it gets tied back in. Hmm. I can't I can't remember offhand, but um, cats did that. I, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know how to say to great effect, but yeah. sure. They certainly did. <laughs> they it, did though. it. <laughs> that's for sure. They certainly did it. <laughs> I'm not finding what I what I know him from, did one of them, but um well. That is okay. Um I I Mary really... Poppins. Oh, might be Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins did it. Bert narrates the story. Oh, 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 sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, David Wenham was not. Yeah, Mary I know. Poppins, I was like, no. wait, he was in Mary Poppins Returns? Okay, maybe. No, no, no. no. Um yeah, uh, that's right. Mary Poppins does do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, true. hello. Yeah, It's right. you. Right. Yeah. Go on down to Cherry Tree Lane. Oh, I do love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, this movie was, I, I think, a... I feel like I was, I, was, I was really pleased to... I haven't watched old, sort of old Zack Snyder, pre-DC you know, mm. Zack Snyder stuff in a while. And it was nice to sort of like, oh, yeah, this is what he can really do when he's like... Like when he's working with material that is like really, really beautifully married to his style. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, what? Like I know. Masterpiece level stuff. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I, I think it depends on what you're you're, you're searching for. That's in, right. You know. That's right. In the story, but um, but it is great. Ent- it is truly great entertainment. Fantastic. It is beautiful, and like, I it it is over. It is over the top, and it. It is kind of silly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and like, and it can be a little clunky and whatever else. But a lot of movies can be. Some of, of my course. some of my favorite movies are clunky, uh, and not told super well. But I don't think that Three Hundred really falls into the camp the same way. Like, you kind of know what you're watching when you start watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I I mean, clunky. I, I wouldn't. It's it's. Maybe somewhat. Maybe campy is the wrong word. It's. It, oh, I keep actually campy might be the right word. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I, I keep just, coming back to over the top. It's very just like it's at a ten at all times. Yes. Like, the yeah. intensity is at a ten. I think about that scene where the senator is revealed as a traitor. Yes. And the and the people and all the other senators are just like traitor. Yeah. Traitor. Yeah. Traitor. Nothing is subtle. Traitor. Right. Like there's not a lot of subtlety. No. But again, by design. That's that's right. Some of the performances can be a little subtle. I think Lena Headley's performances are like she gives an excellent performance. She's she's great in everything yeah. she does, man. Yeah, she aged so well too. Oh my goodness. Like I mean a lot of the I mean a lot of them. I don't think Fastbender has aged since this movie. Yeah. Like he looks the same. Yeah. But he uh, does. He really does. Yeah. But I was looking, I was like, wait, when was this movie made? Like she's the same. Mm-hmm. She is the same. like it's been thirteen years. Thirteen years. She's the same. Yeah, she's the same. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, no, it's the same. Love to see that. Over and the movie. It's. Do you think the movie itself has aged well? Uh fairly well. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It doesn't. Think... It doesn't look dated. Uh. Um, there's nothing about it that is because it knows what it is. Because it's at a ten at all times. I think like it has aged the way that like Ben Hur or Ten Commandments have aged. Like you kind of know what you're getting into before you watch it. Like you're not looking. I'm not looking for subtlety. And and uh, but I think the action is still just as strong as it as it was then. It, it's it's very in a strange. It's like a toned down Guy Ritchie, in yeah. a way. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, and so if you kind of ramp up the this the stylization and I mean, actually that's not even maybe if you ramp up the the action and uh, 
you tone down the swearing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's there's there's some similar there's some similar patterns I'll in there. That. Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, the fun fact about this movie that um, uh, Tyler Bates, the composer for the film, plagiarized one of the songs. No way. Yeah, I don't know really if it was by. I wouldn't call it necessarily by choice or that it was um it was even deliberate, mm-hmm. but you know, so a lot of directors use temp music to yes. edit to the to edit um their their movies and then so when the composer comes in, they say make it sound like this song or like to this tempo because I've already set the the scene to this particular yeah, song. Yeah, the cuts are to that rhythm or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So so the the scene where boy Leonidas comes back with the wolf after mm-hmm. he's like fought the wolf, like, which I thought is a really, it's a really nice parallel to the hot gates later on. Yeah. You know, it's, it's well done. Um, so there's a song in there. That's like the big operatic, like that bit right there. Okay. It, it, there's a movie called Titus with Anthony Hopkins based on the Shakespeare play. Okay. Uh, and the music in there is from Elliot Goldenthal, and there's a song in there that is pretty much exactly the same song. Really? It's like, it's not even like, oh, they sound kind of similar. Like, there's been talk online, but like, oh, the bat new Batman song sounds like the Imperial March. Right, like, right. It doesn't. It, it, yeah, it sounds kind of like it, but it's yeah, not the same. Yeah, because it, it because it's in the same key. Good, sure. good job, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah so... Um, it this is the song so much that wb had to release a statement that like they were like oh we apologize for any unintentional oh um, yeah like any stealing or whatever we have the highest respect for mr goldenthal who we've worked with many times blah 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 blah, yeah 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 so wow the the danger of film music so again i don't think zach schneider was like steal this song yeah but i think like it was like I'm kind of jammed, and he said, "You want me to sound you want you want me to sound exactly like this, but not use this song." Yeah, right. Like, what am I gonna? I have to have the same rhythm to to match your cuts. Like, what am I gonna right, do? Exactly. That's it. Temp music gets dangerous. Even is. even Star Wars was Star Wars was edited to temp music. It was it was edited to classical music. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yes, the original Star Wars. Yeah, yes. the original Star Wars yes. was edited to classical music. So there's tons. Oh, yeah. of a, a new there's tons of stuff in A New Hope that sounds like almost exactly like classical pieces gustav holst's planet yeah, suite planets the mars is in there mm-hmm. and jupiter the the title theme to king's the movie king's row is sounds like oh, sounds okay. like the star wars theme it's yeah, like yeah. yeah and it's not exactly it's not like no. release a statement Mm-mm. you know but like that's 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 what film composers are like about like changing and applying what has already been used right and so it's not about creating something completely different. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. So, you know, speaking of music, there was a small, very small thing, but fascinating to me. At the very beginning of the movie, I mean, when the WB logo is mm. on the screen, the very beginning of the movie, there is a very subtle, um, in, in this movie's musical style, a very subtle version of As Time Goes By. As you see do, the WB do, logo, do, ba, da, da, dum, yeah, because yeah, that's, you know, they always do that. They always well, they I didn't really realize how many films do that because like Superman Returns does that, mm-hmm. and this film does that. Like, and and those were like one year after the other. Um, oh, are yeah. they still doing that today with I, like with new with newer films? It depends on it depends on if the if the soundtrack to the movie is play, is going over that yeah, logo or okay. not. But like Universal has their their yes. own theme, yes. Fox has their own theme, 
And so, yeah, WB uses as time goes by. But I hadn't, I hadn't seen. I guess I hadn't seen before where they do that, where they have it in the score, like in the score of the of the film. I hadn't remembered other than Superman Returns in this one. I hadn't clocked it before. What do you mean that's in the score of the film? Like it's not separated so, from the... So in Superman Returns, yep. um, you hear, as time goes by, right? Like they literally put the Superman theme at the end of As Time Goes By. Oh, oh, I did not. Oh. And then the movie begins with the actual... Like they they they, they made, they incorporated in time As Time Goes By into the score of the film. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I thought you were just talking about the regular like music over no, the logo. They actually put like like the composer, John Ottman in the case of of Superman Returns, like composed a little piece of the Superman theme to That's go with it. And in this film, they did the same thing where they played as time goes by, goes by in the style of the rest of the score of this film over the WB logo. Oh. Which I thought was so clever and so cool. That is cool. I almost want to go back and watch the beginning just so I can hear it. We we should afterwards. We should, yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And we can watch the beginning of Superman Returns too. It's it's very cool to to see. Like oh, they 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 worked it right in there. That is cool. Two second thing, very easy to miss, but I I a lot gave me put a smile on my face. That is cool. Yeah, yeah, a fun little thing musically. That is fun. Yeah. Do you have any final things to say about three hundred? I, I wasn't sure what to think going in. I I thought that maybe it would seem more more dated um mm-hmm. and i was really pleasantly surprised at at how pulled in i was and how much i i really enjoyed xerxes uh as a as a villain mm-hmm. uh this time around more than i remembered mm-hmm. um i remembered the um this sort of the like hunchback uh spartan yep mm-hmm. i remembered him but didn't remember what role he had to play so see you know I was like, gotcha. I remember something about sort of a, you know, th- that that character, but I can't remember what he like, which side he was on, what his deal was. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to. While well, I remembered most of the story, that was the one character whose story I couldn't remember. So that was cool to 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 watch that unfold. I don't know why that stuck out to me; it just did. Huh. Um, but I I wasn't sure what I how I would feel, and I really really enjoyed it. And now I want to rewatch, you know, Watchmen and, and his his other the rest of his catalog essentially yeah. movies that I already enjoyed at the time. And see how much more I enjoy them today. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I haven't watched Watchmen in a long time. It's been a long time for me. And if you're, I'm not going to watch the Watchmen, who is? I, who is? Yeah, I don't know. Who can say? I don't know. Not sure. I should watch his Dawn of the Dead again, actually, because yeah. he's doing his Army of the Dead right now. It's a good or time he to just, do it. Or he just did it. Um, so he's going back to the, his uh, zombie uh. roots. So yeah. Anyway. Um, well, Frank, this has been episode 300 of Beer with Geeks, which turns out is just like every other episode, <laughs> except we got to go out for beer. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah which does not partake in this episode. So anyway, you can find us on beerwithgeeks.com, Gmail, Facebook, and Twitter, patreon.com slash audio to support all of the shows. It takes money to go to 300 episodes, yeah. surprisingly. We had to drink 300 beers today for you people. You know, it, it's not cheap. Oh, I'm sorry. Two hundred and ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant to interject different uh, be- like like throughout at the different end. times, and I got sidetracked by talking about our main topic. So that's okay. Um, so at Patreon.com and iTunes, as well as all other places, audio um, listening devices, things can be played and listened to to listen to podcasts. I almost said audiobooks, and that's I had to go in a different direction than I meant to. Because we're not a book, Frank. No. No, we're not. We could write a book one day. We could. 
we could just transcribe these episodes 300 episodes, episodes onto pages <laughs> Ugh, Ugh, that's no, a lot of work i'm not gonna do that oh thank you i'll make the robot do it yeah exactly i made this robot listen to 300 episodes of beer oh with geeks <laughs> i want that i want someone to tell me what that would sound like yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing oh my god i mean I really wish that that was the thing and not people just writing them. I know. I, mean, I love that. It's a great joke. But Fantastic I meme, wish that the robot could really do that. Somebody wants to write that meme of like what, what the beginning of a Beer with Geeks episode would sound like to a robot. Please. Please do that. And email it to us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. Uh, that's good stuff. It's going to be like, Frank, beer is good. Tim, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But this movie is bad. <laughs> yeah. Is it? No, you're right. It might actually be good. <laughs> Tim sings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Academically, yeah. Oh, great stuff! All right, well, Frank. uh, Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.